It's time to change the way you think about food. Today, meet a doctor who combines scientific research with biblical teaching to prove how your thoughts may be more powerful than any diet. Right now, on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus. Thanks so much for being with us. In the past 35 years, the world's obesity rate has doubled. Our guest today believes that this rate will keep growing. To try to stop that, she's developed a biblical step-by-step -step plan to sharpen your mind and improve your health. Please welcome the author of the new book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, Dr. Caroline Leaf. I'm really glad you were able to come back on the program so today because too. we covered so little yesterday in comparison to how much there is to talk about. Oh, no. And I want to I want to jump right to something we were talking about just a, a bit yesterday. Mm -hmm. Real food yes. versus well, artificial mad. food, the MAD diet. And the acronym is right, it's MAD. Modern it's American. killing us. Yep. It's inflicting us with sickness, and we have to make a conscious decision, decision to change the MAD diet. Well, real food is food that is organic, sustainable, local, grass-fed, um, pasture-raised, everything the way God designed it in the beginning. So it's not, there's no pesticides, there's no hormones, there's no, um, the, the animals are not in feed lots. So it's, it's just logical, it's totally logical. And it's not as easily available as the modern American diet is. That's just so easy, it's just so convenient, you can just access it. The modern American diet is taking the basic monocultures like corn, soy and wheat, using them as a base and making food in the laboratory and then playing around, fiddling around and adding all these extra little bits and pieces to try and make them fortified with this or adding this vitamin. And you and say you it's, not food, it's not real food. That's not real food. It's food-like. It's food-like products. So it, it tastes like food and it feels you, you, you feel like you're full to a certain extent, but there's a lot of marketing and a lot of planning and a lot of things that have gone into creating that food. For example, then this is this is horrific. L l let me explain like this. If you, if you eat honey that is honey straight from the beehive, it's not heated, you, could, you can't eat like a whole lot of it. It's really sweet. So if you look at the way God's designed food um, in, and you eat real food the way it's supposed to be, when you, you'll eat the right amount of food, okay? Because your body knows when to stop because it stimulates all the correct centers in the brain to say, I'm hungry, so I'll eat uh, I'll eat this kind of food and you eat some and I'm not hungry anymore. So your brain, there's a whole brain thing going I gotta on. I interrupt because this is, I'm really paying attention. This is something Good. I've battled with, uh, uh, weight and eating the wrong foods, eating the foods that are convenient, and you grow to like the taste of them. Exactly. But you can reprogram your mind. You can reprogram. And are you thing. saying that if you eat the right foods, you will automatically stop even when you have a yes, pattern because, of overeating? Yes. So there's going to be a period of withdrawal where you come off the modern American diet because it is addictive like a drug and where you go into eating real foods and that period is around about 63 days which is interesting three cycles of 21 and we can talk about those numbers in a bit more depth but essentially what happens is the way god's designed real food it stimulates your, all the responses in your brain correctly so once again you make a decision of your mind i'm hungry you choose the real food as opposed to the nonsense the junk food the food like product you eat the right amount because it's feeding your body in the way it should so you know when to stop 
So toxic thinking and toxic eating create very similar types of damage in the brain. So, you know, if you think, it's, I mean, which is, which is frightening. So in other words, it creates addictive pathways in the brain, disturbs the brain. We've talked about toxic thinking in the past together. Yes. This is toxic eating. Exactly. And it can be overcome. And it takes 63 days, to, approximately. To cycles of 63 of, days of, to of, train of, yourself, yeah. Of intentional, decisive eating, yes. right? Yes. You choose to eat correctly, and in 63 days, you're, you're actually reprogramming your You're starting to reprogram, and then it's a lifestyle, so it's not something that you're going to do for 63 days and then, you know, then just stop. This is a lifestyle, like renewing of your mind is a lifestyle. You have to renew your mind to eat properly as well. So hand in hand with the discipline of a thought life is the discipline of a thought life applied to everything. So when you're eating, you're thinking, you don't, you, you don't want to eat mindlessly. And that's what's happened with the food-like products. There's, it's almost created a mindless type of eating. But it's not mindless. It's very engineered because the marketing process, the way that um, thoughts can get implanted into our mind, they've taken advantage of that in the marketing. So, the, so we're being manipulated. We're being very manipulated. I think that, that, and so many can relate to, to my plight of diet after diet, weight loss after weight loss, and then putting it back on because it's a set period that you are intentional about eating right, and then you go back to the old ways, and you're against dieting. I'm totally against dieting. You know, there's all the different fad diets. There's this, there's all, there's always fads. And every day there's someone giving you, multiple times a day you'll get nutritional advice that's all conflicting. And, you know, this is good today and that's good. It's so confusing. And, and when did real food become confusing? If you, if you eat real food, you're not going to have that problem. So diet fads arise out of this kind of approach where now this is the thing, this is the, this is the best diet, this paleo, vegan, whatever. Now, I'm not saying any of those are bad. If, they, if you are paleo and you're eating real paleo food, you know, that it's real, so it's, not, it's, it's organic, it's, um, and we need to talk about that, it's organic, non-GMO, um, sustainable, local, fresh, real fresh, not, not fresh picked and then export, you know, sent across the whole country for two days and you know it's, it's food that's picked and, and you're literally eating within hours of picking that's fresh food it's not fresh when it's been in the in a truck for three days and it's been sprayed with right. a gas and one of the things I really love that you've said and we talked about this also was there's no one right diet yes. so you're not telling me you must be a vegan vegetarian no, if you like meat eat meat but eat Real a certain meat. kind of yes. meat yes and uh, actually uh, reprogram yourself to like parts of the animal that yes. we wouldn't necessarily like. And you point out a animals uh, in the wild naturally yes. exercise. They eat. They eat certain they parts eat of the of the animal and leave other parts. Yes, and they and they they'll eat all the in, like the liver and the kidneys and all those that are very dense in nutrition. But um, in the modern American diet, we've been kind of conditioned to eat the muscle meats, which don't have as much nutrition. So yes, any diet if you want to be vegan. If you want to be a vegetarian, if you want to be paleo, that's fine. You choose what you, as long as you are eating the real food in that diet. Because um, all of us are so unique, we're uniquely made. So you can't say that there's only blood typing, genetic, but there's so many different things out there. And you're saying there's, they're, they're all right. There's a right way to do there's it, but right they're all right. It. Yes, it's not So the, you can eat plenty of meat. You can eat, if you eat the right meat. Well, if you're eating the right meat, you'll eat the right amount. If you're eating the wrong meat, you'll eat the wrong amount. And it will be natural. You will, your body will know your when body will learn, you're done. But you have to withdraw from the, because the mod, but one thing that the modern American diet does is confuse the balance in your brain. So when the balance goes, that's when people overeat. And then, they and then the cravings are set up for more and so more and more. So if you eat the right foods, naturally you're going to limit your intake? 
natural. Just a natural it's, a, it's a wired for love concept that we find in nature, that you'll eat the right amounts of food at the right times, and you'll get the right, exactly what you need at the That's right amazing. times. Yeah. But you have to reprogram your mind. You have mind. to reprogram your brain. You have to understand how to how to do that, and that's where that's where thinking is is imperative. Because, for example, if you are upset or angry, or irritated, any toxic emotions while you're eating, you actually your body doesn't prepare for the for, for the eating process. So, for example, your body your your intestines need to secrete certain types of um, certain types of things to help you digest, and that doesn't happen. There's an incredible balance here. We Total need to balance. take a break. When we come back, I, I want to talk to Dr. Leaf about what are the worst foods, the foods you have to stop eating intentionally and some of the, the best things you can eat because today you can make a decision to change and the power of the Holy Spirit will help you. So you don't want to miss what's ahead. And later in the program, a compelling testimony from a man who went on one of our humanitarian outreaches to bless others but ended up being touched by God himself in a way that he never expected. Stay with us. Are you an emotional eater? Does food control you? Have you tried diet after diet only to fail? This new book can help. For a gift of any amount, we want to bless you with Dr. Caroline Leaf's new book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. It combines biblical truth with science, creating a step-by-step -step plan that will help you manage your weight and enjoy a healthier, happier life. God has given you the power to improve your health, and with this book, you can make it happen. Not only will Dr. Leaf's book help you find renewed health and wholeness, but your support will also help Jewish Voice provide life-saving humanitarian care to Jewish people and their neighbors in desperate need. We've started the work. But with your help, we can do so much more. Anything you can do will make a difference and save lives. If you can share a gift of $79 or more, we want to bless you with Dr. Leaf's new book and these beautifully crafted olive wood candlestick holders, handmade in Bethlehem, just for Jewish voice. Each braided candlestick is approximately nine inches tall with rich tones of color swirling throughout. The olive tree was important to the ancient Hebrews. These candlestick holders are a wonderful reminder of how Gentile believers have been grafted onto Israel's olive tree, deriving sustenance from its nourishing Jewish roots. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Please call or click right now and help us save and transform lives. Welcome back. My guest is Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she's written a new book. It's called Think and Eat Yourself Smart. And on the cover are all of these great fo real foods. Real foods. And, and that's where I want to uh, jump back into the conversation on what are real foods versus food-like substances. And m much of what we see in the grocery store is not food. No, it definitely is <coughs> not. So Basically, you've got to use your mind to do this process. You've got to actually get knowledge. So it's, it's, it's actually very logical. When you walk into a grocery store, 
turn left and right and go to the owls, go to the outside parts, because that's where you'll find produce. And in the produce sections, look for, look for local and organic. And while we are the subject of organic, you and I have been chatting about organic, because organic is, we've got to also be very careful of organic because it's a very trendy. And organic means things that are grown biologically. Conventional means that there's and pesticides and, and hormones and, and, and synthetic substances added. So you definitely want organic over over conventional, but organic, some, organic there's a lot of leeway in terms of like, the, um, it can become a huge factory like produce as well. And think if you have an organic cookie with 15 different or 25 different unpronounceable products in it, that's You're not healthy. That just because it says organic doesn't you, mean that it's exactly, good for you. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So you need to be much more selective. This is why we need to use our mind to get knowledge, to understand, yes, organic is our first choice, but what is the organic? Is it local? Is it sustainable? How many products are in that? In, in, if you're buying a package, how many products can you recognize the things that are on there? If there's 16 different things that you don't recognize, don't touch that. My friend Jordan Rubin says if you can't read it the ingredient exactly if it's too long to read don't, don't get don't, it don't, exactly is it processed i mean processing destroys things you want to eat whole foods that are whole real foods very minimal processing absolutely minimal processing like for example when it's good wheat and you're making a bread is to mull the, the wheat instead of to put it to all the grinders you know there's things like that and that information's available it's these multiple apps available there's, i've got many many resources so in my where, book where as well where do we find that kind of food you can't not every grocery store has no, local every, produce, no, truly organic produce. Well, you, you need knowledge. And you need it, it so that when you go into the, because Walmart and Kroger and all these general supermarkets, they are starting to stock organic brands. But we need to be very careful on, you need to, as I said, you need to learn how to read a food label. So most places, but what we do in, in our home is we buy all of our stuff as much as we can from um, the local farms, so from community supported agriculture. And um, you can just Google CSA and you'll find one in so your you area. So you put a f local farmer's market your farmer's from Dallas markets, and you, yes, we, Are they easy to find? They're very easy to find. I mean, you can, you can get access. We get ours, literally we go and pick up at a point very close to our home and we pick up weekly, we pick up a whole, and we never know what we're getting because it's not monoculture, it's diversity. So we get this whole, whole um, sometimes you don't even recognize some of the things there because they're growing things that weren't grown for years. So you, you're getting everything that's local, fresh. You've got to eat it within a few days. So we normally get bi-weekly. Many think that you have to be very wealthy to eat like this. It's very, very expensive. Uh, just buying organic milk has doubled the cost of our milk bill, uh, for example. Is, is that... Is that well, true or not it's, true? It's changing. It has been like that, and it's terribly unfortunate because the reason that food-like products are cheaper is because they've been heavily subsidised by government. You know, they, they, the farmers get paid to grow as much GMO corn as they can, and, and there's a lot of political and financial things that are involved. So that price that you are paying for the food-like product that seems cheap is not actually cheap. There's a lot of things behind that, and I teach that in my book about explain about all the actual hidden costs that you're paying for, and not to mention the they're, medical they're being bills. being subsidised to kill us. Exactly. So then they can guarantee a medical bill. So there's like money down the other side. So, you know, there's, you, you've got to decide. I mean, if you think of it, people need to also prioritize. This is where thinking comes in. You know, there's, there's something like um, it's a billion a year is spent by Americans on ringtones. Now, that's wasted money. 
take stop behind the ringtone, stop dressing up your dog in. They spend 17 million on Halloween costumes on dogs per annum. You know, that's the kind of we need to prioritize. Instead of getting that next, you know, that next outfit for your dog, maybe put that money aside and buy real food. So invest in real food. Invest in and, and honestly, our food. But we we've tracked this because people ask me this all the time. We've tracked this. If you buy correctly, you're actually going to have a very minimal increase in your budget if you actually buy correctly because you don't buy as much, you don't waste. So you're, if you look at it over over a period of a year, we are not spending more. We are actually spending less because we're eating less food, we're eating healthier food, we don't have waste. Wow. You follow biblical principles and they, 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 they pay work. off in every way. L let's talk, we just have a few minutes left. Tell us some of the worst, the common foods that are the worst things, like the give up list. Well, the, the give up list is the mad diet and everything that comes under the mad diet. So everything that is that doesn't fulfill the definition of real food is food that you have to, you, you just have to give up. There's no compromise on. So I think, because the modern American diet is high sugar, high fat, high salt, and all of them are distorted, like the sugars, high fructose corn syrup, we all know about the evils of high fructose corn syrup. You know, sugar has got two parts to it, and, uh, and, and when it goes into your digestive system, it breaks up into glucose and fructose, and both of those play a role. And when it's healthy, normal, real sugar, it's going to do what it should do, one promoting hunger, one stopping the hunger. So there's a balance plus a whole bunch of other stuff that it does. Things like high fructose corn syrup is taking one part, so it's immediately removing the balance, decontextualizing, taking away the balance, and then going taking that into the laboratory and adding more stuff to it and creating a substance that's super sweet, that messes with your brain, your mind, your body, you know, creates all this problem in your insulin, fatty liver disease, you know, it's just, it, everything just goes wrong. You know, and there's a very interesting, um, there's a lot of interesting documentaries out there, and I have a lot of references to those. I've, I've seen I've seen a couple of them that are frightening because frightening. they talk about the uh, the, the the fast food uh, realities the f and uh, and the food industry in general. Absolutely. Uh, we 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 have so much more to talk about. We'll have you back tomorrow. Uh, I really encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Leaf's new book. It's called. Think and eat yourself smart, and we'll tell you how to get it in just a moment. Still to come, the story of someone who went on one of our outreaches to save lives, but his life was changed forever. For a gift of any amount, we want to bless you with Dr. Caroline Leaf's new book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. It combines biblical truth with science, creating a step-by-step -step plan that will help you manage your weight and enjoy a healthier, happier life. God has given you the power to improve your health, and with this book, you can make it happen. If you can share a gift of $79 or more, we want to bless you with Dr. Leaf's new book and these beautifully crafted olive wood candlestick holders. Handmade in Bethlehem just for Jewish voice, each braided candlestick is approximately nine inches tall with rich tones of color swirling throughout. The olive tree was important to the ancient Hebrews. These candlestick holders are a wonderful reminder of how Gentile believers have been grafted onto Israel's olive tree, deriving sustenance from its nourishing Jewish roots. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Please call or click right now and help us save and transform lives. How you think about food. 
is just as important as what you eat. Next time, meet a doctor who's combining neuroscience and the Word of God to improve your mind and body. Next time on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Welcome back to the program. As you may know, the bulk of what we do here at Jewish Voice is humanitarian work around the world. We provide dental care, medical care, eye care, even eye surgeries in the middle of the bush of Africa to help Jewish people and their neighbors in desperate need. What we found is that God doesn't just touch those in the countries where we minister, but he also changes the lives of those who go with us. Today, we meet a member of our staff who experienced this firsthand. It's an amazing story. Take a look. Well, I grew up in an Italian Catholic family in upstate New York, and uh, my parents didn't really practice. We only went to church on Christmas and Easter. Then at about the age of 16, I found myself in the back of a cop car in trouble, and uh, that was really the beginning of God uh, calling me to really turn around and change my ways. Um, I'd like to say it was a change that lasted forever, but probably about a year later, I really stopped going to church for a while. From the time I left church, it, it was about 17 at that time until my daughter was born. Uh, when I was 21, I really didn't think about God. Um, if anybody brought um, God up or religion, I just shut them down and just said, there's no way you can actually know who God really is. So I don't really want to have the conversation. Um, until my daughter was born. Uh, I could remember vividly uh, December 29th, uh, 1990. The moment she was born, it was, it was like my heart melted at a heart of stone. And when I saw her and the doctor, when she came out and the doctor said, it's a girl, it just melted my heart. And instantly remember thinking, man, there has to be a God and I have to find out who he is. So my role is Director of Partner Relations, and uh, having been called out of the corporate world, I never imagined God's calling for me would be to come into ministry and function in a business role. So as the Director of Partner Relations, I manage a team of uh, 19 that uh, connect with Jewish Voices partners, uh, ministry partners, uh, medical, uh, prayer partners, legacy partners, and uh, just create a partnership in the gospel, loving them, praying with them, and encouraging them as we do ministry together. The trip to Zimbabwe really put me in a position to see firsthand what we do um, in countries like Zimbabwe and Ethiopia and all over the world. Uh, the final day, Friday, I spent a couple hours in the, in the prayer room and um, one young girl came in and her name was Primrose. Uh, she was 18 years old and she came in, you could tell physically she was hurting, but also emotionally she was hurting. And so as we prayed for healing for her physically, the interpreter and I started getting to know her and finding out what was going on in her life to see why she was hurting so much emotionally. And uh, she started to share how she had lost her uh, father and her mother um, they had passed away and she felt alone and for me it really hit me hard because I lost my dad uh, in 2001 
and um, my heart just melted for her. I mean, just broke down in tears. The interpreter had lost her father as well, and she broke down in tears. And so the three of us just stood there in the prayer room, uh, bawling, uh, could barely even speak. And I remember just thinking as I was crying, like, God, I, I have to say something. I can't just sit here and cry. This I need to encourage this girl somehow. And so I remember the words coming to me that uh, to, to tell her God is your father and you're not alone and you're not uh, fatherless. You know, which I think for me, losing my dad and this interpreter having lost her dad, it just, it broke me. It crushed me. I, I mean, it took everything I could just to pray for her. Um, it was amazing because a smile came over her face and it was like hope just sprung from her eyes and her spirit. And uh, I remember, remember having to leave the prayer room and just go out into the bush and and uh, just had a breakdown, uh, which most people do on the trip at some point. And, and then I, I remember after having that breakdown, looking down the trail and seeing her walk with her friend, smiling as she left. Blows my mind how God has used me to make a difference. Jonathan, that was a great piece. And uh, I'm holding back tears just yeah, thinking about to it. Too. Yeah, I see that. You. You watched a lot of video footage and heard testimonies from our global outreach team when they came back from one of our outreaches. But then you went. It was completely different, right? How, how, did, how was it different from seeing the video and being there? Yeah, at that point I had been a Jewish voice for maybe about a year and a half and had been telling our partners about how incredible the work is that we do out there. But until you experience it firsthand, uh, it's like telling a story that you've heard from other people. And so coming back from that trip, um, it really made me appreciate the work that I do here in Phoenix for the ministry. Even though I'm not out in Zimbabwe all the time, I know that the work that I'm doing in the office is actually making a difference. What surprised you uh, the most when you went out onto the field for the first time? You know, I grew up in a very... Um, well, I wouldn't say well-off family, but an upper-middle-class family and had everything I needed. Youngest of five, very spoiled. And so going to an area like that and seeing literally the poverty, there is nothing there. Just maybe a little hut that folks live in if they have a nice hut. And uh, just the poverty was overwhelming. So it was sh uh, the poverty was shocking. You, you, you're responsible for a, t a team that keeps in contact with our partners just close by telling us how important our partners are to us because they enable us to do what we do. Yeah, our partners are amazing. As you know, uh, we really look at our partners as partners in the gospel, uh, like Philippians 1, that uh, we don't just look at them as donors that give to the ministry, but it's a mutual relationship. Uh, they're partners in the gospel. Some are blessed to give financially, and uh, we're blessed to be able to reach out to them and pray and uh, write no cards, whatever we need to do to encourage them in their walk with God. And uh, for those who could go on the outreach, we're really encouraging them to join us because it is life-changing. It really, really is. Uh, we, you are family. Those of you that are watching that are partners with this ministry enable us to fulfill our mandate to go anywhere in the world 
where there's Jewish communities open to the gospel. And we don't just go for the Jewish community, we go for their neighbors as well. And through your help, we're changing tens of thousands of lives every year. So if you're not a partner, I encourage you to become one. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Dr. Caroline Leaf will be back again tomorrow, and I hope you'll join us again. Before I leave, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, Psalm 122.6 tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel and the Jewish people this week. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom, and God bless you. Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. It's time to honor the 50-year anniversaries of Jewish Voice and the liberation of Jerusalem. On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Mount Carmel, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, Upper Room, and more. You'll see Jonathan Burness commemorate the recapture of Jerusalem right where it happened. We'll also visit an Israeli military base and enjoy a Bedouin meal. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. As an added bonus, you can even visit Eilat, the Red Sea, and world-famous Petra. Act now before this once-in-a-lifetime event sells out. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017 or visit jvmi.org slash Israel.